This week on Nintendo Main, we teach you how to do a good job on Federation Force. Well, here's Samus's inner monologue on the elevator. Nintendo Main episode 36. We are your hosts, Trey Johnson, and with me as always is... Hey, what's up? It's Jeremy Mikowski. What's going on, man? Another week, another podcast. <laughs> another week, another podcast. Not as many rumors, a little bit of rumors. Have uh, you? What, what did you see? I didn't, I didn't see a whole lot for the news this week, other than just more... I, I saw an interview with the guys who made the newest Deus Ex game, asking them like whether they'd make an NX version. And they kind of candidly said that they couldn't talk about it, so whatever that means. I guess it's not a rumor. Wasn't uh, Dragon Quest Nine confirmed for NX? Oh, Dragon Quest Nine's already out. Dragon Quest Eleven was was uh, confirmed for NX. Oh, okay. But that was a long time ago. I want to see Dragon Quest Ten. That was a game that came out on Wii and 3DS, but never made it to America. It was an it was an MMO, so I'd hope to play so that yeah. at some point. Yeah, it was it was on Wii U. It was on Wii U and 3DS. I think I said Wii, but yeah, Wii U. Oh, but yeah. Dragon Quest Eleven. Whenever it was announced, they said it was going to be on 3ds and nx was that was did somebody say that that was announced this week oh i, 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 I saw, saw i saw i just remember seeing it, that one of the dragon quests was confirmed for nx this week maybe it was just old news being reposted is it builders it's not dragon quest builders is it no oh because i heard i've heard rumors of that of people saying that dragon quest builders will be on the nx that's that one that I, I talked about in previous episodes. The one where like it's the alternate timeline from Dragon Quest One, where like you give in to the dread to the demon lord and he possesses you, and the whole world becomes darkness. It like takes place in that era, and you're basically it's basically like Dragon Quest Minecraft, and you're pretty much <laughs> trying trying to build, you know, trying to build your, you know, build the world back because everything's enslaved by monsters and all that. I heard it's cool though. People like it. I'd play it. I'd play it. It's I mean it's only it's only out in Japan right now. It was confirmed for PS4, but it'd be cool if it was an NX thing, too. Yeah, I guess I haven't. I don't know. I expected there to be more rumors, but that's the only thing I can actually remember off the top. Well, we're still kind of, I mean, well, we got a couple weeks or like a week and a half till September. So hoping to see, hoping to see something about NX. Um, Nintendo's been kind of releasing little teaser trailers, I guess, of uh, Zelda, more Zelda gameplay. But as far as I could tell, nothing really new that wasn't shown in the E3 stuff. Yeah, I saw some of that, like with the, um, yeah, with the, with the, runes but i but that was stuff i already i had already seen from the e3 stuff there is one that i've seen recently that was showing different weapons so well, the fire rod and the book goblin arm oh yeah yeah sure some kind of two-handed sword i don't know if that was if I've ever seen that. yeah i saw some of that i don't yeah i don't remember there being a sword that big but who knows might have been bigger on sword <laughs> maybe that'd be cool and you get it quicker now the uh well big news is um super mario 64 ds comes out tomorrow for <laughs> wii u you can play it with analog sort of 
<laughs> I actually I actually rebought. I mean, I had I, I bought Super Mario sixty four DS like when I got the DS, the original one, and I think I sold it. But I ended up getting it later to play it on 3DS because it kind of has a little bit of analog now because you can use the um, nub for it. So if if you wanted to sort of feel like you're doing analog, you can play it. I mean, it's oh. there's a lot there's a lot of extra stuff Works in it. You can play stick. as more characters. Yeah, you can use the the analog on 3DS. You can use that. It basically you know it basically simulates the control pad so it's not true analog but it feels like it kind of you know <laughs> and you still have to hold yeah, the y you still have to hold the y button to run but it feels better than using the control pad so i so i bought it again to play that but i don't think i'm going to get it on wii u but also they're also releasing three street fighter games on 3ds tomorrow uh, for new 3ds through the super nintendo stuff so that's cool oh wow yeah they're doing a street fighter alpha 2 um street fighter 2 turbo and i think uh just us well how many were there there was only there was street yeah i think it's street fighter super 2 street turbo fighter. super street fighter and alpha 2 which is like they're kind of the same i mean well super street fighter has the extra four guys at super street you know turbo but yeah there's i mean those are i have all of those games also but i don't think i ever got alpha as a digital version but alpha is kind of like I mean, the Street Fighter Alpha games are good, but the Super Nintendo one, like, has some, like, loading time issues in it. So it kind of takes a minute for each match to start. So it's kind of a little clunky for what it was, but it's pretty good, like, for, you know, basically pushing the, the Super Nintendo about as far as it could go. Because, like, Street Fighter Alpha 3 was a PlayStation 1 game, which is really good. That's, like, probably one of the best Street Fighters, I think. But Alpha 2 was basically them still trying to do it on Super Nintendo. But it's kind of, it's slower than it should be, and it has some pretty ridiculous load times for, for a Super Nintendo game. But if you haven't played it and you like Super and like Street Fighter, it's totally worth checking out if you haven't played the other Alpha stuff. Yeah, I think I might have played Alpha on, on an emulator once or twice. But. Oh, I remember buying it. I mean, I bought it like, I mean, I bought it cheap somewhere in like 99, like 98 or 99. But I remember like playing the shit out of it at Lincoln. Like I remember when I was living with Toby still. He like he played the shit out of it. We were playing it then. It's a little slower than most Street Fighter games, just because of the limitations of the system. But it's cool. I mean, uh, more stuff, more th- more Super Nintendo stuff for 3DS. Is it coinciding with uh, anything in particular, or are they just saying, "Hey, here's a bunch of Street"? I think it's just coinciding with them putting Super Nintendo stuff on new 3DS now. Yeah, loading it up. Yeah. So that's cool. We got so we still have stall base right now. Well, we still have like we still have a couple more days before uh, the 3ds goes on sale. The um, 151 package with Mario 3D Land. I think that goes on sale the 28th of August. Oh, so I think the stall base might get bigger. I think it's a pretty awesome deal. 150 bucks with a game on there, and that's for the small one, the rare one, like we talked before, which I think one is, you can switch the face. Yeah, the one where you can switch the face plates, and I think it comes with Mario's face plates on it already. So you have that. Mario with your face. Again. What uh what have you been playing this week aside from the topic? Still kind of elated with my GameCube rediscovering it playing a Super Mario Sunshine a lot. Sure. Yeah, it's a it's it's a decent super, it's a decent game. Super Paper Mario, I'm chugging along in that one. Still still playing that one. Yeah. Do you like it more? Eh, I just take little breaks from it. Yeah. It's it it has some really good levels and then some in between. Or I'll get stuck and I'll just have to like calm down for a little while and come back. Yeah. Because it does kind of frustrate me. Yeah, I don't remember necessarily getting stuck on it. Maybe I'm just not. <laughs> but, I don't know. I felt like it was kind of fairly straightforward. Like I said, when you get stuck, you either flip it or you point at the 
screen, and that pretty much solves your problems. Like, the only time I got stuck was with that weird arrow thing, which I felt was just confusing in the way they described it. That was toward the beginning. But then I got, I mean, I got stuck on bosses later in the game. I don't know. What weird arrow thing? It was something early, something where you have to hit a button at a certain point, and I didn't understand what it was trying to tell me. Oh, okay. It's by a giant arrow. I don't know. It's it's towards the beginning of the game. I'm sure you've done it already. I just got stuck on it, like, when I bought it, like, on the first day. I was like, what the fuck? I don't understand this. I got stuck on this part where you're supposed to go through the slit on a rock, and I thought I was going where, I even went to the fortune teller, thought I was going where she told me to go, and I just kept looking everywhere. Finally, I realized I was in this wrong spot, just yeah. sounded the same. Sure, yeah, that sucks. said something about a large rock, and there was definitely a large rock in the corridor on both sides. Oh, sure. I've, that's happened Whatever. to me before. Yeah, it's happened to, for me to, before in different games. I mean, I'm sure I've told you the story before about how I got stuck for a really long time because I couldn't find that fucking jerky in uh, Chrono Trigger. The jerky that you have to give to the chef. I forget what part oh, of the yeah. game it is. The jerky is kind of random. I got stuck on that. Like when I was in high school playing through Chrono Trigger, I got stuck on that for so long and I kept going to the prehistoric area and fighting against the dinosaurs there, even though I like was not high enough level to do it i kept doing it over and over again because i thought that was where i was supposed to go so when i finally found this fucking jerky and got to the next part i was like a much higher level than i should have been so it kind of made everything a little bit more easy but the dinosaur one like i kept getting to that cliff where there's supposed to be a story part but there's nothing there so i would just i didn't know where to go that was like the only other place i could go aside from the castle where the jerky was and i actually found it in a nintendo power i read where the jerky was and then i found it and then gave it to the dude and went to the next part it just felt like, felt like such a dumb thing to be stuck on but i was stuck on it for like hours i remember being stuck on uh, the very beginning part where you go to the Middle Ages the first time, and then you go down. Do whatever you do. I think you get the princess back. Then you have to head back to 1000 AD. And I couldn't remember where like the mountain was that I was supposed to go to. Oh, and it, okay. just, it didn't look like, I don't know, I didn't recognize the image of it on the screen, I guess. And you just had to walk up this little certain piece of the sprite. I wasn't paying attention when I walked out of it to know that I had walked back. Oh, I, remember, sure. I remember getting stuck there for a couple hours. Yeah, that's, I mean, it can happen in RPGs where it's just like one dumb thing that you can't remember or like one small item that you didn't get from another thing or. So I like uh, the, them having the the fortune tellers in there, but sometimes they're not completely clear about where you need to go. There are a lot of stuff, but maybe, maybe we should have a Chrono Trigger episode. There's a yeah, there's we, a lot I mean, of part if you get stuck in that game now. I mean, we will, we will eventually. It's just a <laughs> uh, you know, that's this just just one that's been talked about so many times that's trying to do with some of the more obscure stuff. But we'll definitely get to Chrono, Chrono Trigger at some point. I mean, we have to eventually. Yeah. So uh, what do you, I mean, how do you like, how do you like Sunshine refer as you return to it? A lot more than I thought I would. Uh, I think the main reason for that is I've, I've tried to reboot it up a few times since I beat it the first time. Never have gotten very far. I always give up on it. So kind I of think, actually been pushing my way through the early parts. And it's getting a little better. Yeah. I think it's funny. I mean, it's like the only game, the only Mario game that has like full voice acting. The voice acting is pretty hilarious. Yeah, the voice <laughs> acting know? weird yeah it, like it, it didn't necessarily seem weird at the time because like the whole like f- where they're on the plane and and beach is like mario <laughs> yeah and it's like we're going to El delfino it's just so weird and like the whole water pack talking to him and all that is strange also where it's like mario <laughs> it's a weird game it's a very weird game uh, you find out the professor made both the backpack and the evil wand or the paint rush or whatever so just kind of what yeah, Egad. Yeah, We're just Egad. fighting it out with his two devices, pretty much. I guess, yeah. And Bowser is disillusioned his kid to think that Peach is his mom, which is pretty fucked up. <laughs> Unless she really is his mom, I don't know. I don't know what they. I don't know what they do in the castle. 
I mean, anything other than Paper Mario, where they showed you what they do in the castle. But you know, she doesn't sound like she's sure of it when it's first presented to her. She goes, "I'm your mother." Yeah, <laughs> like, almost like maybe I am. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an outlandish claim, but who knows? It's fun yeah. though. It, it's got its weird moments, and, and yeah, I mean, I've gotten far enough into it where I'm getting spots that I know for a fact I haven't played for you know 14 years or whatever, 13. Years. Sure, it's kind of a nostalgic game too for me. I, I've been. Avoiding looking up anything on the internet, I've been trying to just do it off. So. Yeah, well, when when we got it, when it came out, like I didn't look at anything online. I mean, it just wasn't really a thing then. You know, there were no smartphones. You know, you'd have to just get on a computer and do it. So go to GameFAQ. That's probably why I kind of screwed myself over on the blue coins because I didn't didn't take notes as to which ones I had gotten. So when I'm missing like four of them and I'm looking at a list of blue coins, I don't know where the fuck are the ones that I didn't get. You know? Yeah, because they might have been ones that are easy to get to. You. And I've tried like going through the list and look and looking for like everything in the list, and I still can't seem to find those four fucking blue coins. It was like the bane of my existence. I just couldn't couldn't get to the end of that. Couldn't get like that final it's not like star. Some for some of the collectibles in other Mario games, they'll have like a, a wireframe version of it to let you know you've collected it already, but it'll still be in the same location. You don't have anything like that. With blue coins. Oh yeah, it you, just won't. It just won't. It won't be there at all. Damn. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to. Like, well, you just have to you just have to keep better notes on it, like as you're collecting them. Just be like, okay, I got this one, I got this one. But yeah, no, it, there's no like, yeah, they don't do like the gray star, or, like the gray coin. Like, there's nothing showing you that you already got it. It's just not there. So it's like, am I in the wrong spot, or is this really where it was? Like, it's like you know that sort of questioning of yourself that you know help you to not find the coins, which is annoying. Which is something that I'm just trying not to focus on. I think I just want to fight Bowser in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Play around in each of the levels and, you know, come back to it in time. Slowly work on it. But I don't see myself trying to be a completionist this play. Sure. Yeah, there's Especially some stuff. Since I'm already kind of far enough into it that I would have lost track of this. Yeah, there's some stuff I really liked about it. It was, that was one of those things that people kept saying, like, they kept claiming, like, uh, leaked, leaked footage of, like, Super Mario Sunshine on 3DS or, like, a HD version of it. And I think I mentioned this before in previous podcasts, but, you know, you can't do it without the GameCube controller. You really can't. I mean, because it uses the analog in that. You know, it uses the two buttons where, like, holding it and not clicking it, it does one thing, and holding it down to it clicks does a different thing. So I just don't know how they would do that without the, without the analog L and R's from GameCube. It's a very important feature. It's an, it's an important part of it. Well, it's just basically like you can run and shoot when you're holding it down, but then it clicks, you stop and shoot. But still, that's something that you'd have to work around and put it on some other button type things. But it seems like people forgot about that. That the analog was part of it. Yeah, it was an integral part. May have even been part of why the controller was made. The way. Oh, probably. It was supposedly that the GameCube controller was designed around the Smash Brothers game, but oh. I'm sure it was also in part to the Mario game because they're always thinking about Mario games for every system that they make. It's a nice controller. It's been fun holding it. But games that they don't think of when they're making systems are the Metroid series, which we are going to talk about this this week. Do you want to take a break before we get into Federation Force, or do you want to do that first and then take a break? Take a break. All right, cool.
So the reason I didn't get into what I was playing this week is because I've mostly been playing Metroid Federation Force, released for Metroid's 30th anniversary. Weird, weird way to celebrate it, but I've been playing that. And it's, it's, I've been looking on the internet and it's kind of like, it's got some mixed reviews, I guess. Yeah. I think it's not a bad game. Uh, Jeremy Parrish himself of, uh, Retronauts. I met him at the, at a convention, whatever. He said that he liked it. He said it was like the best first person shooter game on the system. So take that as you when will. Did he say this when you seen him at a, the Midwest Gaming? No, he he wrote an article about it that came out like I don't know, like a few days ago that oh, I read, okay. that I read online. It was like a more recent thing that he just wrote. Said that he, he told you that. First. Oh no, I no, I didn't talk to him. I didn't I didn't talk to him about Federation Force when I met him. I actually didn't talk to him that much. But but I read I read an article that he wrote about Federation Force saying that he liked it. Like a more recent one that came out like last week, I think. Like I read, I read it after we recorded the last podcast. Because when the like I I did the you know I did the preload, so I started playing it at eleven, and there were still no reviews out because there was like an embargo where they couldn't drop until midnight. And then at midnight, a lot of stuff came around. IGN gave it like a five point nine, I think. Mediocre. Yeah, which I don't fully agree with some of the stuff that they say on there. But there's, it's been kind of mixed because there were some other, there were some other, um, I think Game Explain gave it a higher one. I don't remember. I don't remember what all the different ones went, but I've seen higher and lower and whatever. I guess it's just kind of like how you take it. I guess from what I read from Jeremy Parrish's article is I, is that it's basically a side story to a Metroid game is what it feels like. You basically keep hearing about all the stuff that Samus does, and you're kind of just like picking up the pieces afterwards. Is the is the way the story works of it? Yeah, sports staff. Yeah, is you're basically you're basically a spinoff of of a Metroid game. Is basically the way it is. And spoilers, you fight Samus in the end of the game. What? I gave you like I gave you a couple seconds in there, but yeah, I watched I watched a video of that. Samus is like the boss of the game. She gets possessed by whatever thing. So I haven't gotten that far yet. There's like there's like twenty some missions, and I think I'm about at like twelve. I think. But so they definitely play it on one player. Or do you have to be online? You can play it on one player, but it's fucking hard if you play it on one player. It's very difficult. You basically gotta because you you do like a loadout when you start the missions. You pick like whatever you want to carry. There's like missiles, super missiles. There's like specific gun types that work to whatever level like you go to an ice level and you get like a fire gun thing that i that melts ice in certain areas to find extras so you get and you get kind of get to choose your load out in the beginning for single player just bring a whole bunch of like heal missiles this is what i would say bring as many as you can you know because it gets fucking hard and it it is definitely in the ign review they said that the that they they said the main weapon was like too weak and that they felt like you should get a different weapon and i guess i agree with that on the single player but i've gotten to the point where i won't i won't play any levels if i don't if i don't have like four people for like that second half of of uh, of the missions because you really need you really need like the full four player multiplayer and it's fine and what's what's really cool about the game is there's like um you basically you earn medals as you go through missions and the more medals you have the more like mod uh, was a mod sockets you get on your mech so you can add like different like you can be like all right uh less damage or like more slots for extra weapons or you know, you get a decoy that does this, and you record, you get different mod slots as you go. And if you quit mid mission, your mods like break, so you lose them. So I've had nobody's dropped out yet. So I thought that was a really good mechanic where nobody will drop out of the online mission. You know, because you'll you'll lose your shit, you'll lose everything that you equi- that you're equipped with if you drop out. Doesn't seem like the connection's pretty secure on the network. Like if you have any trouble. Yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't had any dropped. I haven't any, I haven't had any dropped things. 
I mean, sometimes it'll like like because when you when you start it up and going online, it'll basically show you like all the rooms that are open and what levels they're playing and how many people are in there. And sometimes you try to pick one and it's not quick enough, and somebody else already picks it and it says try again. It's, it'll say like internet error, try again. But once you get into the actual mission, I haven't had any problems at all with like internet connectivity or anything like that. So it seems pretty smooth. From my experience, and I've played through half of the game at least, and I've played through a couple missions multiple times. But I've been having I've been having fun with it. It it does it does remind me a lot of Triforce Heroes. It has like the same sort of like ways you can emote, I guess. Instead of like having the different pictures of Link, there's different things that you can choose for your uh, guy to say depending on what way you point on the directional pad. So like up, left, and down, you can basically put whatever you want on there. There's different things like follow me, like you know, good game, thanks. I hear good job a lot because people say that like good job, you know, whenever you do something and I made, I made, you can change the language of your character and like that you can change like the way their voices sound and all that. So I made my character into a Japanese female. So, so like it, she, so it basically speaks in Japanese. So whenever they say like, good job, I say like, I hit the thanks and it says, arigato, <laughs> you know, so it's, it actually speaks Japanese and all that. So hopefully maybe that's confusing some of the people online, but I think it's funny. But you can do, you can add like, you can put like north, south, west, whatever to try to tell people where to go. You can actually tap on the map. And if you tap on the map, it'll say like, go here. Like it'll say to people like, follow me or go here. So you can kind of try to direct people to where you need to go. Be like, oh, you have to go over here. Does anybody spam, like, spam that and like get really annoying with it? Go, 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 go. Uh, not, not that I've seen yet. Everybody seems to be pretty chill from who I've played with. Cool. I mean, I, like on, I went out drinking on Monday, and then when we got back, I played online when I was pretty wasted, and it was a really hard level, and there was only two of us, and we didn't make it through. Like we we failed the mission, but I felt like even in my drunken stake, that guy was fairly you know okay with 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 me. I think I mean I figured it out. He was still kind of like you know go here, or do this, or good job or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't know, but I, I don't think it, I don't think it's by by any means a bad game. <laughs> after playing stuff like uh, after playing stuff like. Um, like Devil's Third, it does seem a lot slower because Devil's Third has a lot of like sprinting and all that, and it definitely does feel slower. I guess it's supposed to. It's not. It's not like an action-based shooter by any means. It's super puzzle-solving oriented. So it does. It does kind of feel. I mean, it feels a lot like a Prime game, except you're like doing it multiplayer and there's no ball mode. You know, I, I definitely, I definitely felt felt the Metroid Prime vibe from it. There's no ball at all. Well, there's ball puzzles but you can't turn into a ball there's stuff where you manipulate a ball or you push a ball around but it's not you you're not the ball <laughs> which i thought was kind of funny that they had stuff like that there's a whole level that there's there's a whole level that just involves you shooting balls around like smaller balls in the blast ball and you have to like make them go around different different obstacles and and whatnot but it's not you know it's not you you're not the ball maybe you can't be the ball because only sam only sam's can be the ball yeah no you can't you can't be the ball her skeleton bends in a really strange way to make it happen. Well, she has a special Chozo armor, I guess. But it's fun. It make, I mean, it makes me miss stuff like Prime, but I wish it would have come out at a different time. I mean, if this would have released like around the same time as like Metroid Prime 3 or something like that, it would have been much more welcome. But Metroid's been kind of dormant since Other M because everybody kind of flipped out about that game. 
So it's like, I don't know. I understand they're always trying to do a new thing with it, and that's what they were trying to do with this, and people just weren't into it because Samus wasn't the main character, and it wasn't really a full Metroid game. Even though it is, like, I'm not really a huge fan of, like, the chibi art style, but once you get into the mech, it's not as bad. You know, like, just looking at the, just looking at the monsters and, like, the enemies and all that, they look okay. But it moves really smoothly. I haven't really dealt with any sort of slowdown or anything like that. Internet seems to work really well. I've been playing with the nub, and I feel like it works a lot better than, like, um, than, like, Moon did. You know, if, I don't know if they put some sort of something in there to make it work better, but it works a little better as a first-person shooter using the two, the dual analog with the nub. Like I, I play it better than I did on the other first-person stuff I've done. Oh, cool! With that same setup, so and I feel like some people just don't really understand the way the way the controls work. Like I saw one person being on on like the the voice chat being like you can't move and shoot at the same time and i'm like well but you can there's actually multiple it's weird because there's actually multiple buttons that do different things because you can shoot with a but you can also shoot with r and yeah if you shoot with a you can't move and shoot but if you shoot with r you can it's weird it just gives you different different options so yeah so So how long would you say a level takes like five ten minutes Oh no, it's it's I would say like the earlier ones maybe like maybe like 20 minutes, but towards the end you're looking at like 40 minutes to an hour like for the for the bigger levels. Oh wow. Plus if you don't know how to do it. Is there I mean, much of a story to it or is it just kind of like little cutscenes of Samus or implications of Samus? The story is basically like you have like um it's like the Federation Force Commander like tells you stuff. Oh, okay. So it's like your briefing. It's That's sure. basically yeah. Basically, the extent of the story is the briefing. It'll be like, oh, Samus went to this place and she killed these space pirates, and there's this thing, there's this leftover there that we need you to go get so we can look at it. Go get this, and then when you get it back, it's like, okay, this does this, and that's the next thing, and it's like, okay, well, this, you know, it's basically mostly briefing is the story. I haven't seen a whole lot of like, oh, this is going on, this is going on, but I know it's supposed to take place after Metroid Prime Three, so it's after like the phase on, and then they mentioned the face on for a second at the very beginning oh really so it's the most current metroid game well the most current metroid game is other m because metroid Metroid prime one two and three takes place between metroid one and two oh yeah so that was like you know before all of that but it's pretty fun before she dies she fails there's the alternate timeline right (laughs) yeah the the samus historia i don't think there's one where she dies i don't know maybe that's what I was playing. Uh, I was playing Star Fox the other day. Star Fox Zero. I went back to it. I was playing it with Jesse. We were doing the two player, and he was talking about it like being a remake and all that. And I'm like, why can't Star Fox just be like Link? Why can't he just be like reborn in different timelines? And then no one would care. You know, it's like it's 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 it seems better than like trying to progress the story because every time they did that, they didn't really do it right. So why can't yeah. it just be multiple Star Foxes and multiple Androsses all over the world at different timelines? You know, different uh, James McClouds you got to save or that are already dead. Yeah, <laughs> well, James McCloud is always dead, and then there's just different time Star Fox and different timelines. I don't know. Oh, okay. I forgot to I forgot to say it when we were talking about what we were playing earlier, but I got all those games that I ordered <laughs> and I played those. The uh, Tony. Hawk downhill jam and excite truck and nitro bike and all that oh yeah because nice. uh, what yeah, i want excite truck's great isn't it oh yeah excite truck's awesome i uh i basically you know i i put a bunch of video game music on there so i'd be like i'm playing a video game with different video game music i put other racing games on there and played with it on that like i put like the wave race soundtrack on there and played with that <laughs> on there and I listened to like F Zero stuff and put like all the songs from like the Wart Radio episodes on there and just let it play. You just load up an SD card. Yeah. 
I put like I put like sixty some songs in there or something, and it just kept going through it. It was fun. But what I didn't, uh, what I forgot to mention last week is Nitro Bike is actually the unofficial sequel to to uh, Excite Bike sixty four. I didn't know that. I did a little bit of research on it, like a spiritual s- sequel or whatever. No, it's the same company. Like Left Field, the guys who made Nitro Bike are the same guys who made Excite Bike sixty four. So it's sort of that's like the next game they made after that, and it's it's okay. It was basically kind of, they were kind of trying to one-up Excite Truck because it has like eight-person online and like four-player split screen and like all this stuff that Excite Truck didn't have. Even though the visuals don't look as well, don't look as good at all. And like the control is like no way as tight. And it's like a motocross game. It's basically Excite Bike 64 2, except called something else. <laughs> it is, except it's like a little bit more, it's a little bit more arcadey and a little bit more forgiving, I think. Even though if you hold your if you hold your boost down for too long, like and the temperature goes all the way up, your bike explodes, <laughs> which is really annoying if, if you don't have very good uh, turbo on on whatever bike you're using. What did your guy run back to? You? Just the of the bike. The bike just completely explodes, and then and then the screen like blinks, and then you show up on another bike. It's basically the way it works, and it's like kind of set in like a Mad Max type world, like a post apocalyptic type thing. So I guess it is a little bit different. An excite bike. It's supposed to be like, oh, it's the end of the world. But it's yeah, very much. You could tell it's kind of trying to one up excite truck. But it's fun for what it is. I don't know. I played. I played more Tony Hawk Dan- Downhill Jam than than that game, which I think is still kind of fun. I mean, it's basically like a Tony Tony Hawk racing game. It was one of those games that I enjoyed it enough where I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy this later if it's cheap. And then I bought it for four bucks. So it's totally worth it. And I, what I forgot. What's so weird about that game is like they. I mean, yeah, it's a Wii-inspired game, but they made different versions of it that don't have motion control. So it's kind of like you feel a little gypped with the Wii version. I guess that's probably why I bought the DS version, because I was like, I could just buy this one and use a control pad and not use the motion control. I kind of feel like they should have given you the option for that on the Wii version. Like, maybe given you, like, say you could use a class controller and play it like... Because there's a PlayStation 2 version and a DS version that use, you know, that use buttons and not motion. And that would make the game a lot easier because it seems like the game's kind of developed around this, like, tilt control. I don't know. I feel like they should give you the option to not use it on there. Because it makes it look like the PlayStation 2 version would be, like, the definitive version, you know, now, looking back on it. Because you can, you can play it on whatever hardware. Well, because you can... Because you have four buttons... Because in this one, you only use two buttons. So, like, the ollie button and the grab button are the same button. And, like, the kick flip and the grind button are the same button. So that makes it kind of a little weird. doesn't work as well as you'd think it would. But on the PlayStation and the DS, there's four buttons. So you have, like, a button for, like, ollie and grab and, and like, grind and kick flip are all different buttons. And you can just hit the pad and you have, like, more precise control than using the motion. You know what I mean? So it makes both of those better than that version. Just kind of weird. Yeah, but I've played the DS version of it. So that's the version you got? Yeah. Yeah, I've played that version. I, my brother will. I think, I don't know if I got it for him or my brother did. One of us got it for our younger brother for Christmas. Yeah. I, I still, I, I still have it. I, I, I think I bought, I think I bought it because it was cheaper and because it controlled better. And it's, it's somewhat different. It doesn't have like the super over the top characters in there. And the, and the way the levels progress aren't the same on the DS one, but the PlayStation 2 one is the same. It's just, I don't know. No motion yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird that they did so many different versions of it. I guess you know they make maybe they were afraid that nobody would buy it, but but it's cool. It's got a good soundtrack. It definitely feels like a Tony Hawk game. It's just like Tony Hawk is the only pro skater in there, which is kind of weird. And everybody else is just made up characters. So there's like a British punk girl, and there's like a goth girl in there, and like there's some other like weird random characters that are just you know they're just caricatures. They're not actually like people. Just need to go buy the licensing for that game. Maybe I don't know, but that's what that is. 
So uh, anyway, the other Metroid stuff that we did. Have you played any? Uh, we were going to get into some of the other portable Metroid stuff for this episode. I don't know if you played. Did we able to play Metroid Two at all this week? No, I haven't. I, I was hoping to find a uh, some way to download the fan made version of it. Oh yeah, I think you can get. You got it. You gotta dig into the tourist. Oh, sure. You can actually, you can get the, um, Metro, you can get Metroid 2 for free off of my Nintendo right now if you have enough points. You can get it for free on, on 3DS. So I, I don't, I, I think I got mine for free somewhere like a long time ago because I don't, I don't feel like I bought it again. But this was like, this could have been like, you know, Nintendo Club stuff from way back when. But I, I played it for a while. I, um, I don't know. I, I defeated like seven or eight of the Metroids. That you, that you go through. Because we talked about it before where the premise is you just start on the Metroid's world and then you have a little countdown and you go and defeat them. And once you defeat enough, it opens up next, the next area. And then you continue on until you get to the final Metroid. Defeat the mother Metroid and then you find the baby Metroid and bring it back to your ship. It's fairly straightforward, but since the levels are all black and white, it's kind of easy to get lost. I don't know, I had to use a map when I was doing it. When I, cause I've only played through it. I've only beat it one time. But I had it, uh, it came out, it came out in 91. And I got it around that time. Like I remember having it when I was like 11 or 12. And I thought it looked great, cause the sprites are so like huge on it. I remember playing it a lot, but just not really understanding like, what, what, a, what area was what or where I was going. Now when you restart, do you start back at one spot, like at the ship? Oh no, there's actual save points in this one. This is the first one that had save points. Okay. So you start from wherever you saved last. So there's actually like little beams that you stand on. You just hit start and it'll save where you're at at that point. So that's pretty cool. And uh, I, I also like, I like that you start off, you start off with a morph ball also and you start off with like 30 missiles. So they don't completely start you with nothing. You already have some things. You don't have the bombs yet, but I don't know. It seemed to seem better than just starting off with, with like the, not even the long shot and all that. There's not really a story. Just uh, dumps you into the game, right? Yeah, there's not really one. I don't know. I don't know if it if there's one if you wait long enough because that's how like Metroid One was. If you if you wait long enough to start the game, it would show. It would a little paragraph would show up that would say like Samus Ran bounty hunter goes to do whatever. She go and fights Metroids. Yeah, but I, I know this one has multiple endings. It has four different endings depending on how quickly you beat the game. So it has that. The I think the the main the main one without the suit is three hours, the same as uh, Super Metroid. But what we talked about before, talked about before in our Super Metroid episode, they were kind of developed at the same time, Metroid Two, and that was so they didn't have the main they didn't have the main guys on the Game Boy one. Like Sakamoto wasn't on it. I know that definitely uh, strays a little bit from the formula. Yeah, it's just, it looks the same, but it doesn't. I mean, I haven't noticed the same since. Did you know, uh, apparently they made a, I, I mean, I just found this out today. I didn't know about it. But apparently they made a um, Game Boy Color version of it. They made like a colorized Metroid 2. And oh, like a special edition? Yeah, it never got released. But they, similar to Star Fox 2, like they had completely finished it. But it never like actually got released. But like I saw Metroid footage. Metroid 2 DX or something? Yeah. Yeah, similar thing like, like Link to the Past or uh, Link's Awakening. They did a similar thing where they had colorized all of it and it was going to release for Game Boy Color. And I saw footage of it online like as an actual thing. But it never, never made it out. I guess maybe it took too long or Game Boy Color was on its way out by the time it came around. But that's one that didn't make it. Unfortunately, because that would have been cool. Maybe that's what they ported over for the uh, Super Game Boy. Well, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't in that much detail. I mean, that, like I said, there was like a color combination that I used that 
made Samus look like Samus, but I don't think it would have had as much as much of a color palette as the Game Boy Color would. Would have been kind of cool to see that because then it maybe would have made it a little bit easier to get through the different parts. And it would have been late enough. The game came out in ninety one, but the Game Boy Color came out like ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, it was. I was still in high school. Like I remember getting it. It must have been. Like, so it had been you know, long enough that the game could be remade. They remade Link's Awakening. I think that came out ninety two. Oh yeah, the original one did. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I think it was on the, along the lines of that, and they just didn't. They just didn't get there. I don't know. The uh, the guy who directed it, uh, Mako Tokano. I'm probably not pronouncing it right. He uh, he was had a hand in multiple things. Like he worked on like Super Mario Land, Kid Icarus. I thought I thought it was cool. He worked on Famicom Wars. I, was, I didn't know about that. Like old you know old school Advance Wars before before it came out here. But he worked on like Super 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 Scope Six, and he had a hand in like Super Metroid as well. Like after after this was finished, this is the only version or one of the few versions that doesn't have Ridley or Space Pirates in it. I think it's the only Just version that. That doesn't have either, yeah. And it has the, it has the, um, I think there's six different versions of Metroids in there. There's the Alpha, Gamma, the Zeta, and the Omega. And there's also, also the infant ones as well. And then the regular Metroids. So there's six different types of Metroid in there. There's multiple infant Metroids. What? There's several infant me- Metroids. Yeah, there's several different types. And it's, and it was also the introduction of the Spider Ball, which you saw later in Super, in Super Metroid and Metroid Prime. Well, I think it was the Magnet Ball in Metroid Prime, but it's similar. The one where you could just stick to the wall and go wherever. It's the first time they used that. I think Space Jump, the Space Jump was in there too for the first time, where you, the one where you can like continuously jump while you're in the air. Yeah. That was, uh, that was first brought about for Metroid 2. It's a, uh, I mean, it's worth playing through. I was looking, uh, I was looking online, like, for what speed runs are, and, like, somebody's beaten in, like, an hour. But I think that's possible. I mean, I beat Super Metroid in an hour and a half. If you, if you know where to go, as long as you got those maps. I was, I was gonna try to dig out my Nintendo Power, cause I know I have some, that Metroid 2 made the cover for one of those issues. I just didn't have time to. But I know there's full on maps in there also. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, you can get it for free for through my Nintendo. Well, I do own the cartridge, so that's where I've played it mostly. Yeah, I still have the cart. I still have the cartridge. Also, I just got that. Like I said, I just got it for free through Club Nintendo or whatever. So it just, might to, be make nice it, just to make it more con- states, yeah. Yeah, it was just uh, yeah for the save states, just to make it more convenient to be able to just pull it up whenever I want to on 3ds. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I've said enough about that one, right? I mean, there's not a whole lot. I think this this was the first time where you had. Uh, I remember you could get different different parts of the of the gun, and you could switch them off. Like you could go get the ice beam, and then switch back to the wave beam, and they would just keep. They would still be back where they were, so you could trade off from one to another. I remember doing that. I remember. I just remember thinking it was really cool when I was a kid because everything was bigger. Like Samus takes up like half of the screen, you know. So I was like, oh, it's all like super detailed. And a lot of the characters that were started in that you saw in Super Metroid later. Yeah. There was some stuff that definitely seemed like maybe it was developed at the same time as Super Metroid, like you said. So let's move on to Fusion then. Alrighty. Alright. Fusion. You remember the day uh, way back when, 2002, right? When it came out? Yep. When they released uh, Prime and Fusion at the same time? 
That was like Metroid heaven for anyone who, who were, was a fan of the series. With Super Metroid being like my personal favorite game of all time, it was pretty awesome that they were two two different versions on the same day. And I remember buying both of them. And I think I originally thought that Fusion was harder than Prime until I got farther into Prime and realized that Prime was harder than Fusion. I just thought Prime, I just thought Prime was easier because it refilled all of your life whenever you saved and Fusion didn't do that. But Fusion has some pretty hard parts too. Like there's a particular boss. I don't remember what it is. It's the one that like his arms, he's kind of like this robot looking thing. But whenever you shoot him in the face, his face kind of melts. And turns green and there's like some gravity thing going on where like the missiles don't necessarily reach his face. I remember playing that and having, having a really, really hard time with it. Because like the gravity thing is pulling you down to the ground and your missiles are pulling down to the ground too so they don't go high enough to hit him in the face. It's incredibly annoying. I'll see you later in the game. I'm, I'm not too far into it. Well, Fusion was also the introduction of all those characters that everyone hated from Mother M. It was the introduction, <laughs> it was the introduction of Adam, which was, became Samus's mentor and like the reason she didn't use whatever weapons at whatever time and, and Other M. But all of this stuff kind of started from this game. This is like when she actually started having a voice more than just, you know, what you saw in Supermetric, where it's just like, I found this and then I took it here and then this happened. This is when you actually started to hear more about, like, her backstory and all that. And it was almost kind of like the beginning of the nail in the coffin for the series, I guess you could say. Because uh, Yoshio Sakamoto, the guy who directed Fusion, this was his first game he directed in the Metroid series, also directed Other M. So he kind of took whatever ideas he was building on that and brought it to the next game and didn't quite go as well, I guess, as that one is. And a lot of people have criticized Fusion for holding your hand too much, which they do very much. They tell you exactly where to go. And like you said earlier, there's a whole lot of elevator monologue stuff about Adam and all that. She <laughs> you know? gives him his name to herself when she's talking to herself. She's like, yeah, I decided to name Adam because he reminded me of this dude that used to call me lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, she calls the she calls the robot Adam based off of her mentor Adam, who you meet in Other M. I forgot about that, but yeah, he's the one who calls her lady and all that. But it was yeah, it was the same writer, you know, just basically starting it there. But there was some cool. Uh, I mean, you, I think we mentioned this before, but there was some cool like interactive stuff. Like if you hooked Fusion up to Prime, you got the you got the Fusion suit and Prime. Like you could play it in 3D. I remember using that. I always thought the suit kind of looked weird. One super cool thing of note, though, do you remember the commercial of there was. A uh, I think it was for Fusion. There was a Metroid commercial for Fusion that was directed by Alex Proyas, the guy who directed The Crow. You remember that, right? The live action one that came out in like 2002. I should have I should have told you to look it up on YouTube if you didn't know about it. But it's pretty awesome because it shows. I'm pretty sure it's for Fusion because it shows her and it shows the alternate Samus. Because in Fusion, like her suit gets infected by the whatever it is, like the X or I forget what it's called. Yeah, the, the X parasite, right? Her her suit gets infected. They have to pull it off of her. And you have to fight it later. So it kind of becomes its own being, which continued on with like Dark Samus and Metroid Prime 2 and 3. But it was the first time they did that, which I thought was pretty cool. And I was excited to just see a 2D Metroid. Like, I, if when, I mean, when both of those games came out, I had more money on Fusion being the better game than Prime, which I think Prime ended up being the better one. But, but I was like, oh, no, it's got to be 2D. And because there'd never been a 3D Metroid before that. Yeah, Fusion's a fun game. I really like how, uh, when you first see, Dark Samus, how it really makes it seem like you just missed getting obliterated. Go down an elevator, she like busts through the wall right above oh, the yeah. elevator as you go down. Yeah, I like she's that doing part. that. She's got super missiles and she's doing the uh, what was that? She has, jump a, she has a space the, jump and she has a screw, screw attack, attack also. Yeah. So you're just like, 
Whoa. And she's she has the original Samus colors, too. Yeah. Well, she basically got all of the stuff that you got from the end of Super Metroid, which I thought was cool. So, and you didn't have it. So they explained, like, why you had to recollect all this stuff. And a lot, and it was different. It was a lot of it was absorbing different creatures that would give you different power-ups. I remember that. The computer and you had, keeps uh, telling you, like, what percentage powerful you are. So you start at... Or, 10% power, and once you get the missiles, you're at 20%. Basically. Yeah, I was telling... Like, you have to be at 100% to beat Dark Sam. Well, you don't know it's Dark Sam's yet. Yeah, it was basically like you had to get... Yeah, it's like you have to get to it, get to this level before you can even think about taking on your suit. And I remember there was a, you know, it was more, it was a little more cutsceney. There was more like you could see there's a close up of like the other Samus with like the white and white in her eyes and all that. I remember seeing that, which is pretty cool. So there's actually a uh, stealth section. Oh well, yeah, there is where you have to hide from the other from the other Samus that you can't that you can't fight against yet. And uh, they also she got the Batman gloves. She got like the uh, you know the sharp things coming out of her arms so she can hang on the uh, ledges. Yeah. They basically look like Batman's gloves. You know, with, I, I forget what you call that, but you know where it has the things coming out. Bat gloves. You can actually, yeah, Bat gloves. <laughs> I'm sure there's a term for that, but I don't know what exactly the term is. But it was cool, and I liked that all of the characters, the side characters from Super Metroid, made it into it. Like those three guys that teach you how to jump off the walls, and like the bird that taught you how to do the jump. They they were like side characters. You kind of saw them up close, like in the camera of the ship and all that. That was cool. Easter egg. Yeah, well, I liked it because I didn't. I didn't. Apparently, there was a little bit of a thing in the in the Super Metroid that showed that you left with them when you left, but I didn't know about that until after the fact. Because I found all of them, but I guess yeah, they in an interview that I wrote or that I read from Yoshio Sakamoto. Apparently, he said that there's a little something if you look for it, it shows that they're on the ship with you at the end of Super Metroid. And I beat that game multiple times and I never saw it, but maybe I should have been looking for it. I don't know, but I like that they came they came with you, and I think they help you out in the end too. Remember correctly, at the very, very end of the game. Oh, at the end of Fusion? At the end of Fusion. They have some sort of importance in the end of it. It's been a while since I played it, but I played through that game like two or three times at least. Trying to get the best hitting. Well, I would just play through it. And that was also where it started to be like the more percentage of items that you collected, the better ending that you got. They started doing that because Prime, the Prime series was like that also. You can't really race through Fusion either because you have to keep stopping the top yeah, you got to keep dealing with those cutscenes. Well, let you skip Which I feel like I feel like they kind of perfected the whole like showing you where to go thing in, in Zero Mission after that because they don't really they sort of tell you but they don't you know and they kind of do this one a little bit also where it's like you have to get here but you can't get here so you got to figure out how to get to the next how to get through whatever the whatever stopping you from getting there. Yeah, you know, but it's, with but, flux. but Fusion does it better and there's a lot less talking in that one which i don't know if sakamoto was on that one or not i didn't really look but i'm sure we'll do i mean i'm sure we'll do all the metroid games at some point we've done we've done super metroid now we're doing fusion and two i'm sure we'll get to zero mission and the first game at some point but ridley was in this one i remember there being some sort of where it gets i know ridley stuck in a frozen area for a while then comes back to life with whatever x parasite that gets in there i like that they actually took into account that the metroids were dead so they went for a different angle with it and it was this completely other creature because well, you know, they were pretty much pretty gone after Super the, Metroid. Uh, it made sense because the uh the X Parasite's only predator was Metroid. So yeah, since their gone. predators are gone they were multiplying like crazy. Yeah, cool. It was a cool idea. I think this is the last one that had a actual number on it. It said it said Metroid Four, like in the opening sequence of it. Uh, Metroid Fusion did because uh, Super Metroid said Metroid Three. This is the last one that actually had a number. Even though I guess Other M is pretty much 
Metroid Five, right? It either it, it's either after Fusion or it takes place bef- between Super Metroid and Fusion because they because they show the ending of Super Metroid at the very beginning of of Other M. But in like, you know, in like full FMB and all that, which I thought was pretty cool. I don't know. That's the one that I, that's one that I definitely would like to do an episode about is Other M, just because that one's like super controversial. It's also but, uh, pretty cheap. Yeah. I mean, well, cause nobody really cares. I mean, I bought it when I it came out. I stopped buying it for like five bucks. Yeah. I bought it when it came out for full price, but I played through it and I enjoyed it. I didn't think, yeah, it was a little heavy on the cutscenes and I guess it made, Samus looked like lesser of a person, and people were kind of upset about that. I think they kind of liked her more as being the silent hero, you know, yeah. aside from being the men, you know, being mentored by Adam and all that. But <laughs> that's you know kind of where we get. I'd, I'd, I'd like to return to that one again and play it again and see like how I feel about it now. But I like I thought it was pretty cool for what it was, you know. I think it's worth noting that uh, Fusion was one of the ambassador games, so some people have this on their 3ds. Yeah, I really wish I'd had it. I mentioned, I think I mentioned it before, but yeah, I was gonna get a 3DS, and I thought that those ambassador games would be available on the eShop, and I could get them whenever I wanted to, so I held off and didn't get the ambassador stuff, but they never were. Cause I was like thinking about that today, I was like, man, I wish I could just get fucking Fusion for my 3DS and just play it on there, you know, and not, and not play it on the, you know, it'd be easier than just playing it on the Wii U, but I can't. Yeah, ambassador was like, it was that one, and it was like, uh, Yoshi's Island, and I think Mario and Luigi was on there too. Do you have do you have an ambassador system? I do not. Because I remember my friend John. She, he was he was on the Zelda episode. He he said I remember he told me there was a way where you could get the ones because it was right before price drop and there was a whole like glitch in the system where like you could get it at Target early with the price drop and still get the ambassador stuff. And I passed it up and bought a PSP instead. <laughs> so I could buy oh, it. So I could play Final Fantasy Dissidia, which is a fun game. But I wish I would have got. I wish I would have got the 3ds or 3ds earlier. I mean, I've played that one more than I more than PSP. I may still have it, but I don't play it that much. Yeah, that's, that would have been late. Uh, PSP's life. Yeah, it was, but it was cheaper. It was cheaper, and it felt like I felt like there was more games on it for at the time. That makes sense. Yeah, the games were cheaper. I've never had a PSP, but I've thought about it. I basically got it for Dissidia. Which I played the shit out of and had a lot of fun with, but I think that's what I, the only thing I played on that for the most part. Isn't it Mahjong on it? <laughs> Every system has Mahjong on it. But I, <laughs> but I, but I don't have Mahjong. Well, for a while there, PlayStation Plus, you got a lot of free games for it. Like, I think I got like the Vice City stories for free and stuff like that. Or like the, the Grand Theft Auto stuff for free. Plus other like random weird Mega Man games and Monster Hunter wannabes and other stuff like that. But yeah, Fusion's a fun game. It was the beginning of the end for Metroid, but it's pretty cool. It's like I think it is like the probably the latest in the timeline. So hopefully they maybe they could do something again with those X parasites. I don't know. Well, this game's definitely in the spirit of Super Metroid. It feels like a direct sequel to that, so that's good. Yeah, I like that because I was such a fan of Super Metroid. Even though it's like it's no way as good as Super Metroid was. Because oh. I remember well when I when I first started dating Jess, like she had never played any Metroid games. And I was like, I was like, here, play, uh, play Zero Mission. And she played through Zero Mission really like that. And she's like, well, what about Fusion? And I'm like, well, you gotta play Super Metroid before you play that. You can't just chip <laughs> right, right into that. So all she played was Zero Mission, but she enjoyed that one. That's good. I don't know. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, there's not, there's, I don't know if there's a whole lot of else I could say about Fusion, really, aside from the weird costume. I was reading an interview with uh, Sakamono earlier, and they're like, what's up with the costume? And he's like, well, they told me they were tired of the other one. <laughs> so we did a different one. 
<laughs> that was like his his, uh, his ex- explanation on that. Like they didn't want to do the metal one, so we did a different one. Weird costume. It looks like she like got attacked by a by a jellyfish or something. Like her helmet kind of looks like a jellyfish because like the way it you know moves around the neck. She's all blue and yellow. Yeah. Is there anything else that I missed out on this one that you'd like to mention? I don't think so. I mean, it was pretty well received. It did really well when it was released. I don't know. I think it's a great game, and I think you should give it a chance. Yeah, give it a try if you haven't played it yet. I don't feel like there's a whole lot of new items that were on there that weren't already on the game. Oh, that weren't already introduced in um, Super Metroid. They just no, kind of did. They just they... replaced the power ups with the X parasites. Yeah, but I mean, with the power ups, there's not like a new gun or anything like that that I know. Of. Well, they had a different way of doing it. They kind of sort of tried to mimic Metroid Prime a little bit, where like. You know, you hold a button to turn into to turn to missile, and then you let go, and it goes back to regular fire. I remember that was a new thing, but that was kind of sort of like used to that. Sort of, I think that was sort of kind of to try to streamline it to make them similar. Well, in the Game Boy Advance, like that, two face buttons, two shoulders. Yeah, true. Yeah, they had they had to make it work because they didn't have the six buttons that you had for Super Metroid. Still crazy to think about. I always think Game Boy Advance had four face buttons. It had four total. It had A and B and L and R. Yep. Totally. Well, I think we're good then, right? On the Metroids? I think so. Happy thirtieth yeah. birthday, Metroid. Happy thirtieth birthday, Metroid. We brought we brought you an episode of like two fairly obscure Metroid games, I guess. I want to do some of the ones that people don't normally cover. I don't think I've seen anything on Fusion and uh two aside from them just saying like two's whatever. But two's alright. I think both of them are worth playing. You can buy them digitally. Fortunately you can't get Fusion on three D S, but you can get two on three D S get fusion on wii u they're totally worth playing you can get i mean you can get super metroid also on on super on the uh on the wii u you can play and all the prime games yeah you can get all the prime games on the wii the Just wii virtual point. console so they're all there they are all there if you if anybody who's listening to this is in the chicago area half of nintendo <laughs> main will be at a arcade and video game expo this weekend on saturday so if you're around say hello if you actually know us and you ended up there and if you listen to Honey Darling, both of us will be there as well. So, you know, say hello. Any wanna, special guests supposed to be at this? Uh, uh, Mr. Mitchell will be there. I want to get oh, a picture. Yeah. I want to get a picture with him. So Maybe buy some cool. hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> no, Billy Mitchell is doing a, is doing a whole thing talking about uh, how he made Donkey Kong famous is what the, is what the panel is. So that'll be fun. <laughs> And the rest, the rest of the guys from Twin Galaxies are going to be there too. Like that ref guy that was in the movie, he's going to be there, and a couple other guys. And they're going to show the movie also at the end of Saturday. No and Steve Weeby. Yeah, no Steve Weeby that I know of. But Weeby's not really on the top anymore. I guess Mitchell isn't either. There was that young Asian guy who like watched the movie and bought a bought a cabinet and played the shit out of it and basically blew both of them out of the water. We're like <laughs> they're they're nowhere near her score anyway. So, but yeah, I wanted to, it's, it'll be fun. I mean, I'll post stuff on the Facebook site i want to get some pictures of myself and billy mitchell and all that hopefully he's wearing that that american flag tie and he still has that ridiculous hair (laughs) i don't know but yeah it'll be fun i mean it's like similar than to the midwest one except it's in chicago so it's closer but there's going to be a lot of like you know a lot of used games and you know arcades and other shit like that so i think there's a pinball competition going on as well but it'll be fun i'll be hopefully the games are as cheap as they were in wisconsin but I'm guessing probably not. Hopefully you find some gems. I'm hoping so. And some billies. Yeah. <laughs> some Steve BBs. The billies. Anyway, we will see you next week. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, you can find us at Facebook for uh, Nintendo Main or at Nintendo underscore domain on Twitter. And you can email us at nintendomain.podcast at gmail.com. And we've been your hosts, myself, Trey Johnson. Jeremy Mikowski. And we'll see you next week. See ya.